0: Hey, beautiful ladies, episode 200. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. I'm just so thrilled to have been consistent. I am thrilled that you are here listening. I am thrilled that the podcast is continuing to grow. More and more downloads, reviews are coming in. That just tells me there's a lot of women that are in this place in their lives. There are a lot of women that are struggling with what you're struggling with. And that's part of what I'm going to share today. As I was trying to decide like, okay, this is a big number. What can I do? You know, how do I get across this excitement, but also just the reality of why I'm here to begin with. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. And Doing that, though, I am going to ask for your help. I'm asking that you do review the podcast if you haven't done it yet, because that is actually what matters as far as getting it out there to more women. The more reviews, the more Apple pushes it, the more it comes up in the search. So if you'll just do me a huge favor, if you have received value from this and you've learned something, it has blessed your heart, any of that stuff, just scroll down in Apple. Um, Spotify reviews are awesome, too. Apple's the one that ranks things though. You know, they're they're the king of the king of the world, right? <laughs> when it comes to technology. So, if you can do that, awesome. Scroll down, give it 5 stars and then write a simple or long review, whatever comes to your heart. I would really, really appreciate it. And thank you, first of all, from the bottom of my heart for showing up. If you're new here, welcome. I obviously have 200 episodes for you to continue to go through. You will hear my development as a podcaster and a human and how I have continued right along this self-discovery journey, this self-growth journey, my faith journey, relationships, just alongside of you. All it is is we're just in different places of life. So I'm going to continue growing. I'm going to continue working hard, digging deep, Having uncomfortable conversations, feeling all the feels. I'm doing things different than I was before because that's the only way to grow and become the version that I desire to be, that I'm who God wants me to be, and that's really gonna authentically have freedom and live her life the way she can end up with no regrets. And that's kind of how I feel. I, I wanna leave a legacy, I want to serve as many women as I can. And I want to live my life to the fullest. For too long did I just play games. Did I stay stuck in the cycle of coping in different ways throughout my life. It wasn't always drinking and just avoiding and not even really paying attention to what my needs were and how I wanted to live my life. So by saying that, I hope it inspires you. I hope you enjoy this episode. I want you to just learn that you're not alone and There is freedom on the other side of over-drinking. You can do this, ladies. Enjoy the show. Hey, sister. Are you newly alcohol-free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so today I'm just going to jump right in. I want to share with you first just some popcorn responses of women who have joined the Facebook group and or have worked with me in different capacities, whether it's one-on-one coaching or inside the Stopover Drinking group, and just to tell you that when I asked them what their struggles were, and sometimes they would say, yes, they've tried to stop drinking or no, they're new here. None of that really matters. I just want you to know that you're not alone and that the reason why I continue and that I'm 200 episodes in and I keep coming up with things to share with you and encourage you and just really get you to the place where you realize that you're not alone but then also, I'm going to share with you kind of the process, like the steps it's going to take you in the beginning to move past just your answers to, yes, this is why I'm struggling. Because I don't think that you would continue to be here if you really, really wanted to stay where you are and stay stuck. But just knowing that and having that desire, it's just not enough. And I want to be completely blunt because we can want things and we can desire them and we can still stay in the misery. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Most of it is our brain and how it talks to us and our thoughts about it. And it's going to be hard and it doesn't really tell you that, well, honey, you're already in the hard. The only reason we're staying here is because it's familiar. And then it's all going to it's also going to shake up your life because now you're going to have to do something different and so you're going to respond differently, you're going to plan differently, your journey's going to start to look different. And typically what happens, the reality is, when we start to change, those people that have been around us that have been so comfortable with our stuckness and our quietness or our people pleasing or how we avoid or how we have not let our light shine, they like it. They're comfortable with it. So when we start to make changes, usually those people resist. They may even push back. They may even make life a little bit trickier for you. But guess what? You're in control here. And that's where we're going from. We're going from a place of alcohol controlling you, your go-to patterns controlling you, to where you're coming into full self-control and you're going to waver from time to time because we're human. Stuff flares up in me all the time. But to, it's I can move through it quicker. I can recognize it quicker. And I can go, oh, wait a minute. There's this part of me flaring up. Do I want her to lead right now? Or does Michelle really want to step into her truth and her lead, right? From the core of who I am. That's how this this whole path works. And you're not alone, Okay. So, that's where we are here. So, answer to questions. What do you struggle with? I drink too much and I just need to find a new routine. Everyday stresses causes me to want to drink and it's a relief. Excuse me. Which, haven't we all been there? Oh, it helps me de-stress. Hashtag all of us. (laughs) As silly and goofy as that is, but that's true. Like, Why else would we do it if it didn't work, right? I would like to drink socially, but not every day. I do drink every day, and I avoid social situations, and I end up more depressed and anxious. Stress and anxiety. I've tried several times, but my biggest struggle is only having one. This is uh, part of what I teach and help you with. Struggle with relapses. Not being able to stop my thoughts. Huge one. Do you feel that? Like You get to the place where you... You say, I want to not drink today, but then the thoughts begin to bombard and you get, they get louder and more overwhelming. Absolutely. You're not alone there. Um, <clears throat> living with someone who has an alcohol problem. That's a big one. I quit 76 days this year and then I started back. I would love to hear more about that. Um, thank you for your honesty, whoever put that in there. I have 30 days clean. Awesome. What does that mean to you when you say clean? I want to. I'd love to hear more about that, um, because a lot of this journey too is the view that we have about our relationship with alcohol, and as we identify with that relationship. Okay, so if more of you that know me, especially if you've been here a while and you've heard that my representation of that is more of like, listen, I had a relationship with alcohol. I was dependent on that as a coping skill, but by no means does that um, make me identify as an addict, alcoholic. I need to like be sober or be in sobriety because for me, that language is not helpful. It felt more like a label or an identity that I just could not align with, but I knew that it was still a very unhealthy relationship. So that's where I think the difference is. And when I begin to talk about it throughout this podcast and this journey, and you'll hear through the, the many episodes, that actually has developed along the way. And I've even got more clear on why I felt that way, what that means to me, and also get clear on like if you're that woman, maybe maybe that's why you haven't been relating to the programs that you see out there or the other podcast um, episodes that you might be hearing from recoveries and sobrieties and all that stuff. And I say that because there's nothing wrong with that, because there's going to be those of you that do want that and that is a part of your Desire, and that's going to be part of your plan. I've also had people who, like I said, I love celebrate recovery. It's a great group because it's more about if you're human and you're struggling anything, it's a huge support. And I feel like there needs to be more inner work and more one-on-one work underneath the surface that you can't always get inside of groups. And that's just my personal opinion. And that's the great thing is we all have the ability to have that. So if if this is something in this podcast that you lean into, then stay. Stay here and, and lean into that thought process. If for some reason, too, you felt like, well, I'm really not that bad because I'm not an alcoholic. Like, I don't need to go to AA. I just binge on the weekends or I just blank. So what happens is that's what will happen is our brain will rationalize the comparison and then you will continue potentially to stay stuck. And I know that's not what you want or you wouldn't be here to begin with, right? All right, here we go. As we continue, uh, socially, that's a huge one. People talk about that. That's a struggle. Drinking on the weekends like, they'll save up during the week and do really good because of their job or family or whatever, and then they'll drink a lot on the weekends, and then they feel like complete crap. Um, the struggle is just because they keep telling themselves they're a failure, and they keep failing. Um, can only stop for a little while. Um, it's because I think it will make me feel better. That's a good one, too, as far as, like, we all do, right? Why else would we do it? Okay, I'm going to have a glass of wine because i have been stressed. My kids are driving me crazy. My husband has triggered me. It's going to make me feel better. So you be a, I'll be a more chill, happy mom. That's a belief that we have to break through because we found evidence over and over and over that that probably has been true at some point, but is it still true? Or is there something else that can calm you down and really make you a true better mom? And what does even better mom mean? How do you define that? What does that look like? Because for me, my version of a better mom was when I did not have wine in my system so I could truly connect. Even if I was edgy and snappy, at least I was actually listening and connecting with my kids versus numbing out any part of the relationship. Okay? Stress and anxiety is another one. Boredom, that's a big one. Boredom's a big conversation for sure. And um, we can actually use that a lot of times as some good evidence. I've tried hundreds of times. I'm bored. Um, I go to church, but I'm still struggling as well. I tend to binge on the holidays. Pressures of the world. Physical pain is a trigger. Daily routine. It's just a habit. I just do this all the time because it's a habit. I'm a full time mom. I have a very stressful job. The weekends, as soon as they come, I dive into it and I overdrink. Here's a good one too I don't feel like I have a purpose. I bet a lot of you could answer that one the same in addition to whatever your struggle is because I hear this a lot and that's very common when we have been numbing out everything for so long. How would we even know what purpose is and what does that look like for us when we're continuing to drink? And that's something I didn't find till later on. I did not really know how to explore that until I could get really clear and get some distance around the coping of drinking and using other tools to cope in a healthy way so that I could really start to see and and feel that purpose design, okay? The four to six o'clock hour, especially after school or tension in the um, relationship, that's a huge one too. Unhealthy relationships, Stress. Tried and felt. Menopause. That's a big one. We're triggered by different things there. You know, what else have you tried as far as your health goes? And over and over. Peer pressure. I keep trying. Social pressure. Um, I feel like I am addicted. Self-control. I stop and then I start. So those are some of the many, many things that women have said, and that is just a T90 portion of them. And I just wanted to share that, like I said in the intro, really just so you know, Welcome. (laughs) You're human and you're here. And I could probably say at 90% of those, I thought them, I felt them and I experienced them too. And here I am on the other side, serving you, loving you, sharing with you to let you know that there is freedom on the other side of this. And you don't have to make the choice to be forever alcohol free like me, because it just doesn't faze me and doesn't bother me. I desire that part for you. I desire that you get to a place where you're like, I don't care about it. It doesn't even, I'm not interested. I'd rather have ginger ale or water or kombucha. Like I love kombucha. Okay. So this is just really to share with you that you're not alone and that this is a struggle for many. So I just want to kind of lay out for you. I'm going to share with you my 10 step freedom framework that I use inside of my programs, inside of coaching, It comes out differently depending on what we're diving into. And I just want to share that with you and see if there's any part in here that you're willing to begin to take action today for. Okay? Number one, no matter what you're going through, what you're struggling with, and what you think is your problem, is number one, you must acknowledge the truth. You absolutely have to get radically honest with yourself first. And if you have a relationship with the Lord, which I highly recommend, because that is absolutely life changing, then you and him are honest. Because let me just tell you, he already knows anyway, whether you think he does or not, he already knows the truth. We know that he is the truth. And he loves us through all of this stuff. That's the thing that's so powerful to women. Okay. He loves us no matter what. And he is waiting for us to acknowledge the truth as well. Okay? What is the truth? What does that look like for you? I'm freaking miserable in my marriage. I hate my job. My kids drive me nuts. They're disobedient little jerks. My sister abuses me with her words. I cannot stand my life. These are all the things that you may be feeling underneath the drink that you haven't been willing to say yet. And you don't have to tell anyone that, but you have to be honest with yourself because only through honesty can you begin to take steps to make changes and just walk into acceptance, right? Because if you're continuing to lie, then that is exactly the reason why you continue to cope. Number two, surrender to the process full on, hands in the air, on your knees, like, hold your hands up. You're like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm surrendering to the process. I don't know what this looks like. I don't know where I'm going. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if I really want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I know that I cannot stay where I'm at. Surrendering to the truth of the process. Three is the declaration. Declaring a new over your life, declaring what you're not allowing into your life anymore. It might be like, I will no longer allow people to bully me into saying yes to them. I will no longer allow my partner to control me and my emotions and what I want to say to him. You've got to declare what that looks like. I will no longer continue adding crap to my plate that is going to cause me so much stress that I have no choice but to come home and drink. Okay. Number four, new routines and actions. This is where it gets very, very tangible in the beginning. And you'll begin to build your own bucket. You're going to begin to build a bucket that says, okay, all I've known in my life or in the last five years, 10 years, is this routine and this coping strategy of drinking when I feel pressure, drinking when I'm triggered, stressed out, whatever. You're going to start implanting new things that create new routines and actions that you can take. Instead of drinking, I'm going to blank. Go on a walk. Spend time with my dog. Crank up some loud music and cry and scream in my car. Dance like nobody's watching. Sleep. Take a nap. Take a hot shower. Take a cold shower. Go get coffee with a friend. Whatever. This is what we do. We begin to build that first so at least you have a tangible go-to skill that you can actually um, do, right? Instead of drinking, okay? Five is body awareness. We got to start paying attention to our body. What's going on in our body? How are we feeling? Where is it at? So that we know how to feel it and address it and not be so scared of it. Because as a reminder, emotions are just energy, they are energy through our body. What happens is we begin to label them and then we choose to fear them with our brain and our intellect. The body's just telling you, hey, something's up. I'm over here buzzing in your chest. I feel like a weight in a rock in my stomach. It feels like butterflies. My neck's getting stiff and it's hot. It's information. So we got to have body awareness. Number six, we're going to investigate with curiosity. We're going to begin to ask questions, see what's going on. Like, Huh? Why did that, what did that do? Like, why did that trigger me that way? I'm so curious. Without judgment. Not because, well, because I'm a mom, I should feel this way. No, my kid just ticked me off. Why did I get so angry? What did I make it mean? That kind of thing, okay? Number seven, feel the feelings. Feel them all. Women, I'm sick and tired of all of us believing that we can't be flipping angry And get it out of our system. You have my permission to get ticked off this week. What does that look like? I don't know. Get a pool noodle and beat the crap out of countertops and nobody's there and scream and yell. Punch a pillow. Go for a, a sprint or a run. Go take a boxing class. Literally just scream and cry in your car. Cuss. Whatever you need to do. In a safe space where you feel emotionally safe, where you're not hurting anyone verbally or physically, get that junk out of your body. Quit pushing it down and suffering because a lot of times what you're doing is you're causing more and more problems on your health. And we know if you're drinking, that's making it worse too, okay? Number eight, release the emotional energy, which I just led to. What does that look like? It might be the anger. It might be you're freaking sad, or you're just like, the there's so much grief and sorrow in your body because of the circumstances of the world or your relationships or what you've been going through. Pour it out. Pour it out on paper. Write it out. Verbalize it out. Cry. Our bodies are meant to express emotion. This is how we were created. Number nine, this will be after we walk through this process, we must evaluate, we must learn. And then number 10, we're going to begin to rewrite and rewire our brains, rewire our belief system, know what our values are, and really set ourselves up for success. So that is just a general idea of what I do over here at Set Free Sisterhood, how I support you, whether it is um, related to drinking specifically, and 99.9% of the time, once we get the alcohol of the way, ladies, it is something else, something bigger underneath that you're continuing to choose to cover up, avoid, run away from, hide, completely ignore. But we must acknowledge the truth. And then we must surrender. Okay? I love you. I hope this helped you to realize that you're not alone. You're sick of playing games. And that there is freedom and there is a path to it. And who's in control? You. You're the one that has to make the choice to make the change today and make those choices. I'm here for you. If you have any questions or you're looking for support, go to Michelle Porterfield at gmail.com. Thank you for 200 amazing episodes. And until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast, and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.